I really wish I had control over the computer. <laughs> Why? You, it just took us five minutes to get started because of how much you've been dicking around. And no, <laughs> it's because you are a perfectionist and you do not like any of the intros we have. I'm sorry. I care about our listeners' ears. All those intros that I had were fine. When I'm in the middle of bursting out laughing and you press start recording in the middle of me screaming. So it just comes in on... <laughs> that is not good for listeners' ears. And then uh, it man, sets the just... mood, it sets the atmosphere, how light and funny it all is. That's exactly <laughs> it does what it does. It sets the atmosphere of how much chaos you're in for. <laughs> Sorry in advance. Yeah, yeah. How are you? I am okay. Okay. Cool. How are you? Uh, good. No, good. Did you see anything good on TV lately? Yes. What? Uh, I. <laughs> Are we going? Are we getting straight into it? I mean, we, we have to start with that at least. Okay, we have to. Spoiler alert for the entire season one of Book of Boba. The entire only season of the Book ever. of Boba of Book of Boba Fett. What do you think? We haven't talked about this. I've I've been I've seen you for like four hours now. <laughs> I'll be honest. I'm yeah. going to be very honest. Yeah. Not my favorite episode. Nope. <laughs> uh, I honestly kind of liked. The first half of this season more than the second half. Okay. To be honest. Uh, just because the whole allure, and we've touched on this about Boba Fett, is the fact that there's not a huge amount understood of Boba mm-hmm. as the individual. Sure. Other than scary bounty hunter, very effective, um, et cetera, et cetera. Notorious bounty hunter. Book of Boba was cool because we got to see the person. We got to see Boba Fett. Mm-hmm. And we had a little bit of that illusion from uh, Cad Bane. Yep. Where Cad Bane reminded us and everybody of just, hey, you're seeing Boba Fett now with who he's become. The real Boba Fett that I've known my whole life was a stone cold murderer. Yeah. For hire. Yeah. And was a ruthless killer. And he, I think he even said something along those lines of just like, what you think you're innocent yeah like exactly you you're uh, you're like a serial killer <laughs> you know it's just it, it kind of showed that and I, it goes back to my point of i like this transition that we're seeing this growth of the character yeah um the episode was a little old timey in how they did it mm. it was very wild wild west the whacking gets rolled up yeah like that kind of the big the big mech is coming over and he's like, oh, what are we going to do? While they just stand there behind a car. <laughs> yeah, it's just, it was a little too wild, wild western derived action mm. sequences for me. Um, so I didn't really like that. To yeah. be honest, I wasn't blown away by any of the action scenes. Same. Um, the Rancor were, was cool. The Rancor was cool. It was neat, but it just, again, all of it was kind of really, it was climactic, but not. If yeah. that makes any sense. That's how I feel about it. Yeah. Did you just absolutely hate it? I did not absolutely hate it. I th- I overall wasn't a huge fan of it. Um, there were some really cool moments, and there were some really frustrating moments. And then overall, it didn't really satisfy me. It did literally everything I thought it was going to do. Like, it, I, not that I wanted there to be a twist, but it, like, every everything i guessed except for like the my wish list guest of i think boba fett's gonna die and fennec shand is gonna take over yeah. because she's way more badass and is actually the boss in charge here didn't happen um which i guess i'll i'll touch on it a little bit but like the whole episode was just ex- so formulaic exactly what you thought was gonna happen like in the last episode, Cad Bane shoots uh, Cobb Vanth in the shoulder, and we think he's dead. And then, uh, oh, he's dead, and they're they're tending to him. And then in this one, it's, oh, he's not there, but the people of Freetown, that mustered him to get going. And we all knew, it was like, okay, obviously the people of Freetown are going to go help out now. And then they did. And then, oh, Cobb Vanth's not actually dead. He's in a back-to-tank, and fucking Thundercat is going <laughs> to give him a new shoulder or something. I don't know. Um Cad Bane is going to show up and probably have a shootout with Boba. And I think Boba might win because Cad Bane is really old. And it doesn't mean that that's the last time we see Cad Bane. It's just he's really old and we might see him earlier, maybe in like the Bad Batch season two or something like that. Um, 
and and then that happened <laughs> and then there were that callbacks was, to, that was cool though that was cool. Was, i like that i really i cad bane was my favorite part of the episode yes. both both cad bane scenes when he's goading him into having a, a shootout with him which is very on character for him is he wanted to prove that he was the best bounty hunter ever uh jango fett was the best bounty hunter uh and then he wanted to prove that he was better than boba fett who learned everything from jango fett and became an even better bounty hunter it's like obviously taking him down would be the the thing so um like so uh, obviously the pikes were behind the tuscan raiders getting killed i wasn't expecting the fam- the uh, other clans to be a part of it i wasn't expecting that i thought they would rally behind boba fett boba fett said yeah they'll probably go do that <laughs> I know. Like, don't you I think know. they'll betray you? It's the smart thing to do or whatever. Yeah, true. Or no, I think he actually said that about like, do you really think they'll stay neutral? And he's like, it's in their best interest uh, or whatever. So I think that was unexpected, but I was like, they're going to betray him or whatever. <sighs> the the problem I had with the action scenes and I'm going to. It's unfair, but we're going to have to do it. I'm going to target the mod kids. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> In that nobody told them how to shoot in Star Wars, like in the Star Wars universe, right? Nobody told the actors? Yes. Yeah. Like, because if you look at how they're, how they're acting in those scenes, it is almost deliberately, deliberately looking like a college level play of shooting blasters. Yeah. And you compare that to just, okay, here's an example. You ready? Yep. Take the entire... Uh, take every scene from the last episode of the mod bikers, the mod kids fighting, like shooting. Yeah. Um, and then just compare that against the one scene from a new hope when they get trapped in the corridor. When they're I, I was literally up. thinking of the hallway scene and they're having the shootout down the yeah. hallway. That is how you do an action sequence, like a shootout sequence in Star Wars. Yeah. And that's what it looks like. And you get that intensity yeah. behind it. Yeah. And it's funny because you still have the humor with the characters there, right? Granted, it's I'm I'm not going to con- compare the original cast chemistry with this three episode scene <laughs> amount of these kids. That's really unfair to them. But at least the way it was directed, shot, and all of it, it just like you said, it it seemed lame. Because <laughs> it was very lame. It was just, uh, 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 you, yeah, did you, just, you catch the 360 that one of them did? Yes. Because I have the spinning. I saved a I'll gimmick. spin. That's a good trick. <laughs> the, the spin move and fires his blaster. Yeah. Um, and just quite incredible. It's just, it's, yeah, it's just for some reason, all of those fights, all of them missed the, I don't, I don't, I don't want to say, I don't, that's the word. I was going to say intensity, but excitement of, of fighting in star wars yeah. right and it just seems so it you know what they did you know what they did in that mm, scene mm. they looked at you know i don't know a scene from tombstone and they said that's what we're gonna do we're gonna do that scene but we're gonna do it in star wars universe mm. and it's gonna be such an ode to, to a classic mm. it's like cool it looks like fucking shit <laughs> right and it doesn't translate but into this universe here's the thing i think I, I i've seen a lot of people already blaming robert rodriguez solely uh, which I, I think is a little unfair. Oh, shit. I have to sneeze. Hold on. I'll fill the silence. <laughs> oh, bless you. We should uh, edit that out. Are we gonna no, 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 no. We're authentic. Keep it live. Yeah. We're live. We sneeze on this show. Yeah. Anyway, I think Robert Rodriguez, and this is going to sound really weird, doesn't know how to direct good action anymore. <laughs> I think he did in the mid-2000s. Yeah. But there are a couple scenes. There's the spin move, which I, like groaned at i literally went uh when i was watching it with my girlfriend there's one quick little scene where mando is getting out of the way and he's running from like behind the car he was hiding from and like stuff's exploding all around him he has to run from where he is into a door and he runs around a pile of crates and then he has to jump over a fallen like cylinder and that's the action that they chose to show in that scene. <laughs> Dodge out of the way of an inanimate object. <laughs> and then jump over a barrel. While like nothing's exploding around him. Or like it's really not 
crazy urgent <laughs> that he gets into that door and he could have just gone around both of them but yeah. he like dodges one of them and goes and it's a literal it's a barrel in a box <laughs> is what he's dodging um the big the the daddy droidicas when they were coming out <laughs> and uh when everybody was hiding behind that like car from freetown they were just standing yes at full attention <laughs> While lasers were like flying past their heads, not ducking behind the car, they're just like, "Oh boy, here it comes! What are we gonna do?" <laughs> and it's like it didn't do a very good job at building tension. And then yeah. you have uh, Boba and Mando saying, "Everybody, get away! We'll distract Daddy jo- Daddy Jordica. And they're like dancing around it. They're like shuffling around it because it's like, "Oh, it's too close! You can't catch me," which is actually really clever because the thing's yeah. huge. And it probably can't turn that quickly. So they could just keep running circles around it. But then they like stop to have a short conversation about like, what are we going to do? I don't know. We can't get through this bubble. Blah, 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 blah. Shuffle, shuffle, shuffle. Left. <laughs> <laughs> and then shuffle, shuffle. And it's like, they would have been dead. Like they, the thing would have like kicked him or something like that. And then later they show the, uh, a, the other daddy Jordica, the mommy daddy Jordica, just chasing the people down the street extremely slowly and like firing at their feet. So it's like, oh, is it kind of trying to like harness them or like uh, uh, um, shepherd them into like one area? And then later when they're on the little cart, the little, um, the what's it called? The little rickshaw uh, with the droid. They're sprint. They're going full speed, like <laughs> knocking into stuff. Go and faster. Thi- and the thing's like hauling ass behind them. <laughs> and it's like. <laughs> You just showed us twice that this thing is slow as hell and not a threat. So I'm like not scared of it right now. I wa- yes, I wonder how much of this is poor decision making or budget. And I don't want to say budget because it's Didn't Disney dollars. It seem like budget. It shouldn't be budget because it's Disney dollars. Yeah. The decision making process for it was bad. Yeah. Was very, very bad. Yeah. Right. It was just like. I don't know, like, you look at other episodes of the show, and they're just not as... Or they're they're just more crisp. Here's an example. Here's a relatable example yeah. of how action's done. Take the last episode of Book of Boba and compare it to the first, uh, like, IG-88 scene of Mandalorian. It's <sighs> when so he, cool. When the IG-88's like... Oh, I'm initiating self-destruct. And he's like, you're doing what? He's yeah. like, initiating self-destruct, self-destruct sequence. I cannot be captured. He's like, cancel that. Cancel that. <laughs> like, I'm going to help you shoot, all right? Like, we're going to get out of here. Yeah. Canceling self-destruct sequence. Yeah. Like, that was, was there was comedy. There was really cool action. But that was really well done action, right? Yeah. It was intense. It was, the, it was violent. We all understood the geography of the scene. Yes. Like, there's this... This clump of buildings, and there's an opening to the south, and you need to get to the center of it, which is in the north. And there's guys all along the east and west towers, and you need to walk through. And as he's walking through, he's shooting the guys on the buildings and stuff like that. made total sense. And in this, it's like, I couldn't tell how big Mos Espo was. We've seen how big it is. And this seemed to have been happening in a very small contained area. Um, And yeah, I just, I don't, it seemed like there were 20 people in the whole town. Like the only people were two daddy droidicas, uh, the mod gang and Boba Fett's pals. Yeah. Uh, and then like 20 pikes, but then like, I don't know, they like, they're like running through a street at one point and there's a guy like still selling fruit. Like there's a guy in a fruit cart and he's like still selling fruit. And then the Jordica comes around the corner. And he's like, oh shit, daddy Jordica. And it's like, you should have known about this before. I feel like if the whole city is under attack, but it yeah. didn't seem like it. And then there were like specific call outs of like, you should go get slave one and just mow everybody down. <laughs> and he's like, no, it's too far away. I don't want to leave the city. And then we're under attack. Hold on. I'm going to jetpack all the way back to the palace and ride my big dog back. <laughs> That's what I'll do instead of Slave 1, which is in the same building. <laughs> it's like, what are you doing? Yeah, I, I feel... I feel like so it's the term plot armor, right? Where mm. things happen for the sake, just for the plot to move yes. on. It's plot armor. Plot armor is like uh, people are kept alive because of they're important to the plot. Like Luke Skywalker has right. plot armor. So, You're not gonna kill right, Luke but the plot cause... armor of why they didn't die because the Rancor showed up was because of what we just said. Yeah. Which was he jetpacked back to the palace and said, fuck the ship. I'll just ride the 
I'll ride the 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 four-legged dog back, and then we'll we'll take him down. Yeah. That's so much faster than flight. Yeah. So we'll do that instead. That's still a part of plot armor, <laughs> like because it saves yeah. everybody and they all stay alive. Yeah, that's still a part of plot armor. I feel like they could have. Okay. Okay, I don't because I feel like we're gonna go on a tangent about about critiquing this part about critiquing the the way it was shot. Yeah. I do want to say that the one thing that was violent. Which goes back to my point of how people, I think, forgot because of the first half of this season. We saw Boba Fett change. Mm-hmm. And we forgot about the Boba Fett from the original series. And even the Clone Wars, possibly. Like, as far as, like, his background. He kills Cat Bane. Yeah. Which I, like, my mouth dropped. Because mm-hmm. I was like, you you can't give us a live-action Cat Bane and then finish him in two two episodes. Kill him you, 45 minutes later. Yeah, you don't... You, I feel like he's not dead. Well, they kind of did... They kind of alluded at that. That's what I'm saying. So that's where I'm going. They showed Boba Fett be Boba... Like the old Boba Fett in that scene of just... Yeah. He's using his old self to kill up his past, right? Like, yeah. oh, I'm killing Cad Bane with my bare hands. With my new... With the with the Tuscan weapon, and that's the yep. That's this. This is the part of my of who I am now. But I will harness it with who I was and slay. Which my- was odd. Like I was like, this is interesting because it's it's they're doing the thing they did when he was in the back to tank and he got interrupted by evil Chewy, uh, <laughs> <laughs> angry Chewy, uh, black chrysanthemum. Uh, which they call him Santo, which is just such a really good nickname for a character named Black Crescenton. Uh, hey, Santo. <laughs> um, but when he's interrupted and he's like reaching for his blaster and he can't get it. And then like he gets knocked into a thing and he can grab his, his gaffy stick. And that's what he, he beats up angry Chewy with. Um, and then in this one, it's the gaffy stick is what helps him take down Cad Bane. But like he does it in like the rage that we saw him in in that episode of Mando, like his like grimacing and his like eyebrows are furrowed and he looks like he's got some darkness in him. And I think yeah. that it's a little interesting to show that he's still got it. But like they're trying to show that he moves that he's moved past having to be that person. Yeah. Because Cad Bane even calls it out like just you're getting soft in your old age. Yeah. You know. I don't know. It's just I didn't. I I haven't forgotten who like who you really are. Yeah, like you're a killer. There. That's the. I forgot what he said, but it was basically the Star Wars version of that's. It's the pot calling the kettle black. Yeah, it was. It was literally. It was like. It was the squanch calling the <laughs> squipple slippery. Is <laughs> <laughs> basically what it is. <laughs> it was that. It, it was, was literally that. Just with Star Wars terms. Cut, copy Star Wars terms. Yeah, that's exactly um, what it was. Which I did. I watched a YouTube video where um, that thing that Cad Bane says to him, it's the squanch calling the squipple slippery, <laughs> is exactly what Boba Fett said to Bo Katan in an episode of The Mandalorian when they all really? when they all meet and they're like, "You're not a real Mandalorian," and blah 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 blah. blah. That scene they have in the bar he says that's like calling the squanch the slippery squickle or whatever <laughs> uh, and then cad bane says it to him which is interesting because it's heavily implied that cad bane like helped train boba fett to be yes. a better bounty hunter after his yes. dad died so it's cool that he probably like picked that up from him so that's a cool little callback well i feel like that's why cad bane wasn't just outright killing him yeah he was shooting the armor on purpose yeah he was trying to like just teach be like or yeah something. just be like bow to me like i am the guy yeah tell me know? i won yeah and then he pulled a little uh a little patriot yeah, stab him with the yeah 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 the the patriot move uh, yeah. with Mel Gibson. But you're referencing where he stabs him with the American flag, right? No, I'm referencing <laughs> in the patriot. Uh, Mel Gibson fights. Uh, oh God, Lucius Malfoy. <laughs> Lucius Malfoy. That's the actor who played him. Oh yes, 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 it is. It is. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um. Uh. Yes. Uh. uh like they're fighting and, and Mel Gibson's character gets hurt and he drops to his knees and he's like watching the sun. Yeah. Uh, the sun set over the battle and it shows the majority of the Americans winning. And uh, he comes in, he's ready. He's about to, he swings to behead him. Yeah. And Mel Gibson just goes, just like <laughs> leans down, <laughs> grabs, I think it was, a, I think it was a musket, like a bayonet. And then he turns and just stabs him. I could have sworn he stabs him with the pointy end of an American flagpole. <laughs> 
Uh, and maybe, that happens at some maybe. point in the movie. He charges. And I remember thinking. No, when he charges, he does that. Yeah. Stabs a dude with the American when, flag. When they get, when they get, when they get, uh, when they get overrun and they start to fall back. Yeah. Uh, he picks up the flag. He says, no, hold the line. Hold the line. Hold. And then, like, stabs a horse with it or something No, like he charges and, like, some guy comes right at him and he just, like, like pikeman spears tosses <laughs> over his head and then like and then like body checks another guy yeah he does like the a spartan 300 charge yeah. kind of thing with the flag uh, yeah i that was thinking a damn as, good movie i remember thinking i was like a 12 year old like yeah this is cool <laughs> this is that was a ass. damn good movie yeah the patriot was say what you want about mel gibson it was my first r-rated movie i've ever seen i watched it really? for school I you watched thinking, that for school? I did. And I remember thinking, like, I don't see a reason why this should be R-rated. Oop, a guy gets decapitated with a cannonball. I get it now. <laughs> um, that's a, that's a, it's a brutal... It's a hard R. It's a hard R, dude. That's a yeah. hard R movie. Uh, wow. Mm. When he gets his, uh, his hatchets. Oh, yeah. His tomahawks. Full rage mode. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Aim small, miss small. Uh, yeah, when he's telling his eight-year-old sons... To go for the headshots? Okay, we're we're talking about Book of Boba Fett here. Sorry, and like they're crying and trembling as they're putting more, as they're reloading their muskets and firing. Yeah, yeah no, that was a hard R movie. Back to Book of Boba. Yeah, Jesus. Yeah, that was a hard <laughs> R movie. This episode brought to you by Mel Gibbs. Yeah. Um, yeah, so Boba, uh, let's talk about like the season as a whole. Oh, which I will say, there were some parts of the finale episode that I absolutely loved. Like... The, the the rancor being there was kind of dumb, and I don't, he should have been training it for at least a whole season, uh, like practicing riding on it and stuff like that. They just mentioned like, oh, some people are even able to ride them. All right, cool. I'm gonna do that in the finale, and like that's just how it felt. Uh, you can't just have Danny Trejo say this is possible, kind of, and then it becomes possible. But um, once the Rancor was there, I really did quite like the Rancor action scenes versus the droids. You finally see it fight, yeah. Yeah, and it, like, just chucks things. Out. Yeah, because we've never really seen a Rancor be cool before. Uh, uh, you see It them... just slowly walks towards Luke no, and then gets I, a bone I think in, in Clone face. War you saw them in animation. In animation, yeah. And with in, the there's Dathomir. A, there's yeah. a baby one in, in Bad Batch. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Kind, but I, to your point, we don't have a live action We don't have experience. a live action, absolutely badass one. Uh, just wrecking yeah. stuff. Um, yeah. So that was cool. Uh, and then uh, Boba Fett and Mando fighting together was awesome. That was that was cool. So cool. Is that what you wanted? You want to see them? You want to see Boba go all out? I mean, yeah, that was. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Forgive me, Father. <laughs> I must go all out this one time. Um, no, it's just it was very cool watching them work together. You got to see both of them using their jetpacks at the same time. You got to see them pretty much use their whole kit. Uh, Mando used the dark saber. Uh, Boba Fett uses the little knee cannons, <laughs> which is awesome. He uses the rocket launcher, which does nothing, but that's fine. Uh, we got to see it. We got to see a lot of cool things that we know about them like okay there's the that's the boba fett i wanted to see like i didn't want a whole season of a tv show of him just being a badass uh like i love good character development but like we got none of the original character at first um but anyway speaking of it uh oh and i also grogu being there was like story-wise fine it was good um, but the scenes with him were incredible. I like screamed like a schoolgirl when he, when, uh, she's like, look who I brought. And you see Grogu under there and he's like, what? And he does like a double take and he uses the force to jump up and hug his dad. I like, could, I lost my mind. Hey like, buddy. Hey, hey there little guy. Oh my God. Hang tight. Okay. You just got to hang tight right here. Yeah. Just be careful. And uh, when he pulls the bolt or whatever out of the droid and it just smacks him <laughs> in the face. Oh! Uh, it was extremely good. And then we got to see him like use force pacification or whatever on yeah. a Rancor. And he naps with it. Yep. Oh my god, which is still so cute. He's like, okay, like, bedtime. We're going to sleep. <laughs> so my girlfriend and I have two cats. One cat who is genuinely the smallest cat I've ever seen and one cat who is genuinely the biggest cat I've ever seen. It's a Maine Coon who's like huge. Oh, He's like yeah, 20 yeah, pounds. yeah, yeah, yeah. 
yeah. And then one's just a little short hair who's like, it lo- looks like a kitten. And he's probably like 12 or something. He was a, a stray. But when uh, Grogu snuggled up next to the Rancor, my girlfriend was like, that's Ben cuddling up next to yeah. Albus. <laughs> and Albus is like a terror. Uh, <laughs> so it was, it was very, very extremely fitting. cute. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then him in the, the back of the N1 knocking, knocking. on the glass <laughs> to like, go faster, do the thing, daddy, <laughs> which is just no. so pure. Stop. Right. Last time. <laughs> which, I, why wasn't he just flying at that speed? Like, why was he cruising through the vastness of space? Like, why, why wasn't he pushing it? Yeah. Why wasn't he doing the sublight jumping? If I had to assume it's taxing on some system. Yeah, probably. It's probably not fuel efficient. Yeah. Now that we know from Last Jedi, fuel is a major priority for <laughs> ships. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's something to be concerned about. So yeah. he's probably like, I don't want to step on it. I don't want to be going 120 on the highway. There's no need to be <laughs> for doing hours. That. Yeah. yeah. There's no need to be doing that. So. So how did what did you think of the whole season or the whole show in general? Like a rating? Just what were your thoughts now that we've seen the whole season instead of just talking about the finale episode now that we've we've seen the whole arc that it was trying to tell us uh, and we don't have to try to judge a book. I feel like it fills more of the stories than it does create. Definitely. Yeah. Which I think is the purpose now behind it. They were like, we could tie in these elements fill in the gaps for the for the viewer yeah while while also at the very bottom of it which i think is maybe not the priority but develop the character of boba fett yeah i i I actually think that was part of the point of this but not the priority i feel like the priority of this and we could tell because two episodes were given to grogu and, and the mandalorian I firmly believe the the priority of this season was to continue the Mandalorian ball, to continue and keep us tuned in yeah. because it's going to make us want more. Yeah, and they're able to kill two birds in one stone of just okay, we could do that with this without giving them giving them a full Mandalorian season, mm. while also filling in gaps of just the story of Star Wars, while also talking and explaining more about Boba Fett. Mm. So we're going to be knocking out multiple birds with one stone here. And we don't have to diversify entirely into each of these things. Mm. We can kind of accomplish everything with this season. So the goal isn't going to be, we're going to develop and evolve the character and really show the difference and change and now the power dynamics and what that means. They were just like, nah, I mean, Boba Fett's going to, we're going to show the evolution of him beyond being a heartless killer. Yeah. But that could tie into Mandalorian. (laughs) Oh yeah. Like that's what I think it was. Yeah. You know what I mean? Why? What about you? So, so... End of Mandalorian season two, we got the post credit scene where he comes in and shoots Bib Fortuna and yep. sits on the throne and he takes over. And he's like, he is he is a badass and he is now the crime boss of Tatooine. This is going to be cool. Yeah. And A, that isn't the story they gave us at all. <laughs> so, <laughs> the like, if you go back and watch that post credit scene, it, it's a completely different character. <laughs> the Mandalorian, the, the Boba Fett who walks down the stairs doesn't say a word, shoots everybody in the room, sits on the throne while Fennec Shan starts chugging blue moonshine or whatever, uh, is is not the show that they were teasing us for. Like, it was basically like, oh, yeah, badass is back in town. Yeah. Oops, I, nope, Vespas. I mean, <laughs> I can't get over how much I hate those things. <laughs> The shiny chrome Vespas. How annoying that these bright colored Vespas exist. Yeah. yeah. I can't get over that. But you're right. But I mean, I I also think they had a they had a choice. They had a choice of we're gonna go down a dark and 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 violent side of Boba Fett and we're gonna really see who he is mm. as a crime lord. Yeah. Or or, you know, kids watch this, you know? And we can, you know, we could probably get Mandalorian inside this story somehow, too. And then Grogu, and Grogu's really cute. So we can't have Boba Fett, you know, like, beheading people yeah. and decapitating them in his palace. But and Mando then, can. And then have, like, little Grogu being like, Meh, just all throughout half of it. And then that kind of builds up the hype and keeps sales rolling. You, you know what I'm saying? I yeah. can see why they didn't go the path of what they could have done with the character, which is Boba Fett's going to stay the savage 
like cruel stone cold bounty hunter that he is and that's it yeah i feel like they wanted to kind of diversify and explore more of what can make this person this character this character yeah yeah i don't know i just i think they could have taken elements from the show that we ended up getting and mixed it with the teaser that we got at the end of mandalorian like i think he could have been a pretty badass crime boss where there wasn't he was not in charge of a single crime in this whole this whole thing he was basically just a bumbling mayor police officer is kind of what it is um which he wasn't the mayor even um but yeah um but to me and i realized this like like as i was going to bed last night it's the first time with disney plus that I feel like I was watching something that sole purpose was to keep me subscribed to a service. That's that's kind of the feeling of my experience with another Disney Plus show. <laughs> we all know you don't like the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, but we don't have to talk about. Oh, you okay? So you know what what I'm talking about? Okay, I, I was I didn't know yeah. if I had to say that, but yeah. Well, that was just a. A, another show that was going to run for X amount of weeks to keep us subscribed for X amount of time. Yep. But it still, it was given to someone who wanted to tell a very specific story and it was very cool and it was done pretty well. I think you don't, whatever. But Boba Fett like had no purpose or consequence on the star Wars universe. <laughs> like, it does. Bib Fortuna was in charge and he was doing whatever he was doing. <laughs> Boba Fett comes in and kills him. This is no the crime okay. bosses. He brings the crime bosses together and says, we're going to work together. And they say, nope, we want to sell drugs through this town. And he says, nope. And then he kills the people who are selling the drugs through the town. And he kills the the other bosses. And the mayor is dead. Fennec ruthlessly killed the mayor <laughs> by hanging him uh, by the ceiling. Um, so now Boba Fett is mayor of a town that we just found out exists in Star Wars, Mos Espa. I, as far as how it impacts, you're talking about a, rep, the reputation of this, of Tatooine, which is a core planet in this universe. Yeah. Right? That's a core planet to Star Wars. Yeah. It now no longer has spice trade on it. Yeah. It's now no which longer. I never knew it did. It's now no longer under the huts, mm-hmm. which is a huge one. It is now being run by somebody who, a, a crime lord, a syndicate or not a syndicate, a crime board that has the quote-unquote respect of the people. Yeah. Right? You see at the very end, everybody's yeah. like okay, giving sure. him like the, the bow. Of yeah. Just like, yeah. Okay. Yes. That's an extremely good point. He's yeah. like, okay, hi. Yep. I wish I, oh, wish God, I didn't have to use my this. right arm. <laughs> I hope season two is just like, oh, man, I hate people bowing to me. I'm just going to start murdering again. <laughs> and he just switches back. I Do we know if there's a season two? No. I, I honestly think Disney Plus is like, let's see how season one does. Then we got Obi-Wan, we got Andor, we got Ashoka, we got season three of Mando. Uh, let's see how those do. Uh, and then and then we'll uh I think we'll they're keeping it flexible. Yeah, exactly. Because because they again they can intertwine all these. Ex- which they've proven that they are going to do. <laughs> like so, Mando is gonna show up in every one. We're definitely gonna see Boba Fett again. I think so. One, it's Boba Fett. He's one. Of, yeah. He's one of the original characters of the Star Wars universe. Yep. You're not going to just drop him off. You're going to s- still see him. Yeah. When? How? I don't know. But yeah. you're going to get him at some point. Still, uh, I don't think you, we're going to get a season two, mainly because you don't really need it. Yeah, exactly. They established that he's there and he has the respect of the people. And he's the ruler. And there's no more spice trade. The pikes have been driven off. Yeah. The huts are off. So when, when stories go to Tatooine, they could visit in with Boba Fett. Yes, there you go. Exactly. Yeah. That's what you do. Yeah. And then you just give a quick update of just, you show Boba, uh, Boba Fett in the palace and everybody's dancing and he's just there. And he's just, chasing the rat catcher droid and he <laughs> can't get him. Oh, and he fell and he slipped on his bum. <laughs> you hated that scene. Yeah, I did. <laughs> my, I, I, I think my whole thing is we saw the second half of character development. We saw a character who we knew was a ruthless badass killer all of a sudden decide to not be that anymore. And we saw yeah. that the whole the two timelines thing, which was interesting until the moment it wasn't. Right. Where we realize it's him learning to be a good guy and then him being a good mm-hmm. guy, but we never saw him being a bad guy, which is what makes character development good. 
Season, episode one okay. and half of episode two, we should have seen a ruthless Boba Fett somehow. But granted, he learned all those lessons while he was still with the Tusken Raiders. Yes. And then in the future is when he was kind of a ruthless guy and he came in and killed Bib Fortuna, which already wasn't on character, I guess. Like this show retroactively made that post credit scene not within the character of Boba Fett. Uh, like it was at the no, time. I mean, you until saw the show came out, and then I mean, learned, you saw Boba Fett still murder people, and he murdered down a gang of speed bikers like cattle. Yeah, from his ship. <laughs> Which also, <laughs> can I just remind you, they were innocent. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like he had no qualms about just. I mean, granted, he thought they were guilty, but he chased them down with a spaceship. Yeah. And blasted them in a spaceship. So I think he was still capable of it was doing things. So awesome! <laughs> it was so unnecessary. Like, did people forget that? And I like yeah. you. There's just I don't know. and then this giant like slave one comes from behind, and it's just <laughs> you killed my family. Yeah, and he just murdered them. Um, and he goes, "I'm done here," and they just fly away. Yeah. Like, Okay, all right. So Jesus I could Christ, see the Bib Fortuna thing of him just going in and being like, "You're all crime lords." Bam, 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 bam. Yeah. I don't know. I could have used more of that like Godfather aspect to the show. I think. I know. Yes. When you get all about like the crime and the gangs, I agree. I yeah. you're 100 percent right. It, it, it's. I feel like your take in the conflict that it brings about the character to you is similar to how Luke Skywalker in the Last Jedi happened with me. Like, um, character development that came out of nowhere and was completely unnecessary and didn't need to be added to the character. The stuff like, oh, he was about to cold-blooded murder his, uh, his nephew, nephew for having in, a bad dream. In his sleep. Yeah. <laughs> despite how he willingly and openly said he will go die for his, for his friends, so technically his nephew's parents, right? Like, yeah. he, he, and he did. Yeah. He went, he went to Cloud City willing to do it. And he defended his genocidal father to the end because he saw a little glimmer of hope in him but yes. his fucking nephew yes. has a bad dream that's, and he's gonna murder him that's my point so <laughs> i see the ledge and like i'm already like automatically going to Don't, it we're not talking uh, we're not, about we're not gonna go down that but, but yes i okay. agree with you Thank it's you. like this is the opposite of that yes whereas boba fett is a fucking bad person <laughs> And we just saw him be a lovable doofus for seven <laughs> episodes for no reason. And a we lovable didn't get doofus. to see him start as a bad person. And there was no threat of him ever being a bad person. It was just he decided, rather, the writers decided he's good boy now. Which is like, a, a, I guess, a problem when you try to make a known established villain a good person. But like they could have gone like the anti-hero route. Of like he's a bad guy, but he's killing the badder guys. Yes, they, they they could have been a little bit more gray area with him. Yeah, not so pure. Yeah, uh, I God, I can't get over what you said of the scene when they're standing behind the 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 the, the hover watch again, specifically watch at the watch the mod gang. The girl from the mod gang, her like chest is above the car while the thing is shooting at them and mando and boba are saying get out of here get out of here she's like yeah okay you, you guys can go first and she is half of her body is exposed and there there i remember i i distinctly remember there was an aerial shot on a boom arm coming down top yeah. down and it showed on the right side of the screen the car and all the sparks flying off of it. And on the left behind it, between the car and the and the wall of <laughs> yeah. the building, was just a line of people standing in a line. Yeah. Just all just... Also, do grenades not exist in the Star Wars universe anymore? Because they right. all would have been gone at Thermal once. detonators. Yeah. You flip exactly. them. It's like the... Doo, 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 doo. It's the... It's the there's, I think there's three red lights on yeah. them. Yep. Yeah. Thermal detonators. They yeah. have grenades. Um, the other thing that I feel about this show, the reason it felt very much like it's it was built to make me stay subscribed to Disney is that we got two and a half episodes of The Mandalorian. 
which is like it's straight up the wrong show. We didn't get the Mandalorian coming to visit, and then maybe he goes and does some stuff off screen that it's like, ooh, I'm excited to see what he just did in his own show. No, we literally got a whole episode that Boba Fett was not featured in, and then another episode where Boba Fett was in it for 25 seconds and didn't say a word. And then, then Mando is a huge character. That, that in the finale. was yes, that was a heavy-handed thing about how. I think it was just the setup for the Grogu Avengers, and that's all it is. Yeah, and then the other thing with that is that the huge emotional impact of the season two finale of Mando, where Mando finally accomplishes his mission and gets Grogu back to his people and lets him go with Luke because he knows that's what's good for him, is reverted. <laughs> like, it's, nope, Grogu misses his daddy, fuck the Jedi Order. It's, and before, literally, in zero episodes of The Mandalorian has this happened. So season three, episode one of The Mandalorian, Grogu is back already. It's too much of a cash cow. Yeah. You, you, I mean, can't, you can't give it to the character. Yeah, so it's like the money, you could feel the money getting in the way of a good story in this season is how I feel about it. Is like... It's it's written to make Boba Fett a good guy, maybe to sell more Boba Fett toys, but I don't know. I think that was just poor writing. And then had to keep the keep people excited for the Mandalorian because you can't just tell a good Boba Fett show to keep people subscribed for seven weeks, and then they expect a good Mandalorian show. We need to remind them aggressively how good of a show the Mandalorian is. And then I don't know. I think the story does tie together. I think you can tie together the Mandalorian story and Boba Fett's story, mm-hmm. but it was so heavy-handed. Yeah. And like you said, the, the because the action sequences were done so poorly, the emotional impact of anything that happens misses. Yeah. It falls flat. Yeah. Right? When they're getting shot up yep. and they're getting pinned down by the 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 energy the the blasters, right? They're yep. literally getting hit in the armor. They're just getting pinned down because they're just getting blasted, Which right? is very cool. Yeah, to see like Beskar and it's like full full form. I mean, like, it stops lightsabers, right? So like they were taking shots after yeah, shots, but they still feel it, right? <laughs> yeah. Like the weight of a blast still hits you. Yeah. So like they still feel it. You just knew it was fine. You just knew something that something's gonna happen. Yeah, obviously. Yeah, I mean you know that I mean? you could say about a ton of stuff, right? In the but world. but because it was so obvious in this, yeah. And the, it was just every single twist was very obvious. It was just, oh, no, now they're outshot by that. Oh, good thing that that, that, that person's there. Oh, good thing, like, they split up. Oh, Fennec Shaw came in and rescued. Oh, yeah. oh, the Vespas. Oh, they're so fast. And then... <laughs> Except they so weren't. There were some fast things in this. Like, we saw the little rickshaw yeah. haul ass. Yeah. <laughs> And there were two shots I distinctly remember of the Vespas trying to haul ass. And they were just... (laughs) (laughs) It doesn't... And you know what's sad about that? In the original A New Hope Star Wars movie, Luke's land speeder looks so much faster than in 2022. Yeah. Well, I think, yeah, I mean, I know they shot it differently. Yeah, but it's that big. If TV I saw thing. that, yeah. I would say, hmm. When did a new hope come out? Hey, let's let's just play that scene. Let's just yeah. play that scene from a new hope. Let's see how they. Let's try to do how they did. Everybody, everybody here in the room. Okay, cool. Go ahead and hit play. Yeah. Look how fast this looks. Now, why does that look faster from what nineteen seventy whatever? Yeah. <laughs> right. Why yep. does Luke's land land speeder from 1970 whatever look faster and translate better on the emphasis of of, of what that vehicle can do than our Disney dollars yeah. in 2022 with these for some reason brightly neon colored fucking yep. Vespas? Um, I, I think we talked about that like the cool TV. You pr- did last episode. Did you watch that video yet? No, it's not going to change anything for me other than well just, no i just I, it's still a fascinating thing that i think you should watch it after. doesn't work but it, yeah no it's cool <laughs> it doesn't work for vespa chase scene yeah it doesn't work but for i that. think i think they learned yes. that they need to do something different with that because it's worked 
fabulously for literally everything else. yes but um, for that part oh it's uploaded to youtube by uh industrial light and magic so ilm the special effects company and it's called the virtual production of the mandalorian season one and then the virtual production of the mandalorian season two is like they did a, a behind the scenes video for each season it's fascinating everybody should go watch it like it's really cool knowing how they make the special effects for them. I mean, it, it missed the mark in Book of Boba, but yeah, you're right. You're 100% <laughs> well, right. Well, hey, we're talking about the Mandalorian for that video, okay? Not the okay. Book of Boba Fett. True, true, true. Um, anyway, what would you give uh, the... How would you rate Star Wars New Hope, Star Wars The Last Jedi, Episode Eight, The Mandalorian... Season one, Mandalorian season two, and the Book of Boba Fett. Jesus Christ. Rank those. <laughs> like on a scale of one to ten? Yep. New Hope, Last Jedi, Mando season one, Mando season two, Book of Boba Fett. Uh, Ho- from top to best to worst. A New Hope's a ten. Okay. Uh, Wait, am I doing one through five or am I doing like... Top I, to bottom. Best I'm, to worst. I'm ranking them in best to worst. Yeah. Within each other. So not like one out of ten, one out of ten, one out of ten. No, 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 no. Just watch. Okay. Ooh. Okay, so Mando season one, two, Book of Boba, New Hope, and Last Jedi. Yep. It's just a completely random selection. Of- yeah, this is a random. <laughs> okay. Um, New Hope is probably number one. Yep. Uh, number two is probably. It's got to be one of the Mandos, right? It is. I'm trying to think about which one. I think I liked season two better than one. I think I like season one more than Ooh, season two. Interesting. Okay, Pain, cool. Pain. Because in Mandalorian season one, there was more. Uh, it wasn't conclusive. Yeah, it was. More they they were building up for season two. Yeah, exactly. Right. It was more open ended, and season one was much more of a western. Yes, yeah, which, which was very, very which cool. is super unique to yeah. that style, and it was also very mysterious about the Mandalorian. Yeah, exactly. So I was, I would say, season one Mandalorian. Yeah. I would then say season two Mandalorian, <laughs> then Book of Boba, and then obviously Last Jedi. Okay, wow. Okay, cool. So it's still- although I do want to say as an asterisk for those who go all the way back to hear my review of the la- our review of the Last Jedi, yeah, which was a very passionate episode. Um, <laughs> yes, for, for our review, I um, spoiled the cast. I will say this: as the Last Jedi has marinated over time, yeah. And it's 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 time has passed for me as as a as a human. Um, I'm not as harsh against it. Okay, but it still sits at number five. <laughs> okay, <laughs> regardless, can you give me a rankings of uh, episode one through nine? Uh Jesus! How about we start with your one through five, and then we can get to that. Mine's uh, I think the same as yours, but with the seasons of Mando flipped. I like season two more than season one. Okay. So, okay. So that yeah, that was easy. Okay. Uh, my quick ranking for episodes uh, one through nine of Star Wars. My favorite is Return of the Jedi episode six. Because okay. that's the one with the sail barge and Han Solo and Carbonite and Leia being a badass and Lando being a badass and Luke being a super duper badass and the Emperor is in that one and um, the speeder bikes through the Redwood Forest in California <laughs> and the whole arc of I must save my father. Oops, he gets really close to the dark side, but oop, nope, he saves him at the last minute. Dude, this, so I, awesome. I still remember the sound. It's so the... Like like as they echo through yeah. the woods, it's just so iconic. Continue. Yep. I'm sorry. Yeah, it, it, it I get chills. Um, some of the Ewok stuff was dumb, but a lot of it was. How was it good. dumb? And they, they were a little. They were a little too goofy. They were. How are they goofy? They're bordering on Jar Jar levels of goofy. How? The the little teddy bears who use logs to crush ATSTs. Yeah, you mean you mean the indigenous tribal <laughs> clan <laughs> of teddy bears, tribal psychopath teddy bears. <laughs> I was gonna say, how are they like Jar Jar? They they decapitated them. Yeah, what are I you know. talking okay. about? They're, they were holding like helmets and, and like kind of assuming skulls are inside them was, in celebration. <laughs> like, what are you talking about? They were savages. It was, yeah, they were savages. They were they were a little silly. They were teddy bears, you know. They said they were savage like, teddy yub bears. Nub. They were badass teddy bears. It's they li- tried to be like, oh, they're Listen so to what cute. you just said. 
They're, it's a little wonky. They're badass teddy bears. They're badass bears. teddy bears. What's wrong with that? Yeah, like, they tried to sell them as being cute. Like, oh, yep, 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 yep. You know, just, oh, and Leia's like, oh, hi. Like, what's going on? And then they get, they start fighting and they're just clubbing guys to death. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's pretty cool. Stormtroopers like ah, and they're just getting <laughs> clubbed with stones on the end of sticks. Like, yeah, no, dude, no, absolutely. Uh, then episode five, close second, obviously one of the best movies. Ever. Okay, okay, um, enough said about that. Then episode four, okay, and then I'm gonna put episode three and episode seven very close together i loved both of those movies okay wait wait just just so we don't go off to, we don't take up too much time with this i'm gonna go for the, the first three yeah i'm saying empire so five, five and then new hope and four and then six return of the jedi got it and then is that your top three those are my top three okay to cool. start correct so we're both original trilogy people yeah original yep. trilogy still the and best. then i'm gonna do force awakens Okay, yeah, I think I was I was gonna too. I, I'm I think episode awakens. seven edges out episode three, and then episode three, I would do episode two above episode three. Actually, episode three is, a, is episode a, three. I would do episode three. Movie. It's it's yeah. I would do episode three. I would do episode three. Yeah, and then episode two. Then episode and two. Then uh, maybe episode nine, and then one, and then eight. <laughs> I could do 918. I could do 918. Agreed. I could do (laughs) 918. After episode three, I think I would do episode nine. Okay. And then 218. Okay. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah. Nine nine was a fun time, but the closer you look at it, the dumber it is. (laughs) Absolutely not. I love that movie. That movie was great. Really? Yes. All right, cool. Great. I, it's really fun. Uh, also, Rogue One, I would put in like the top half of that list. Rogue One is an incredible Star Wars movie. I don't count it in the Skywalker. You should, we have to we have to put it in Skywalker Saga because it literally has Vader in it. Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, shit. Would you count Solo in there? Would you rank Solo amongst these? Shit. <laughs> This is going to be a double length episode. We might as well. We might as well have them in. Um, That throws. Oh, God. I would put put Rogue One right after Force Awakens. I would put Rogue One after the original trilogy. I think Rogue One is better than any of the sequels or prequels. Actually. It's really Okay, so here's the problem. Here's the difficult part with Rogue One. You're right. (laughs) But the emotional impact of Force Awakens is so hard to work against the emotional impact of rogue one kind of got me too there really? were a lot of very very good moments in that i mean actually you know what you know what? very good moments vader walking down the hallway is one of the most iconic scenes in all of star wars now just mowing True. down rebels there was some there were some goofy bits in it cgi tarkin wasn't very good cgi leia wasn't great but she said one line and it. it always gets me a little choked up it rogue one has the best star wars space battle of all time like when they fight over scarif and they're trying to get into the 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 shield before it closes. i think rogue one is i wish more movies were done like rogue one which is which is they they cast it in a sense of instead of always having the hope springs eternal and is always successful. Mm. And this is why Empire Strikes Back was is such a powerful movie. Like, like they lose. Yeah. They don't win they, anything in Empire Strikes Back. They accomplished their mission in Rogue One by we need to by get suicide missioning. By suicide That's mission. not like Literally the biggest win. Dies. It's a win. At a, it's, you know you know what I'm saying though? It's just... Well, I mean, they go like, hey, we're all probably going to die, but we have to try this. Right, but, but that's my point though. That's That line exactly in Star Wars usually means by the thick of it, the Falcon comes in and blows everybody away and yeah. we're, we're saved. Right? Not in this one. <laughs> that's what I'm saying though. Yeah. And that's why this movie, I don't, I'm not saying it has to end, end, end in a sad manner, but I'm just saying it was a gritty movie from the very start. Yeah. The very start to the very end. It was a dark, gritty movie, which I think is the realistic take. Solo did this too, for the most part. Mm. Solo showed a much more realistic dark gritty universe yeah than we saw from the polished always successful hero 
uh, perspective of yeah, the exactly. main characters. It's not all roses. Which is why it's so... I think those movies have such a different... Have a much more powerful impact. Yeah. Right? It's almost like when you see... Um, what's a good way to put it? It's like seeing the universe of Star Trek when you're not on the bridge of the Enterprise. Okay. Do you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, it's not this polished, clean, you know, always always has a hand in the situation to possibly win and be advantageous. It's a, nope, you're just fucked. Like, mm. it, that's that's just how this universe works. Yeah. You don't have the luxury of, uh, like, a... Being a, a main character. Being a, being a main <laughs> character or, or even having the resources. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's what I liked a lot about it. When you hear about the rebellion, how they fight back, Rogue One shows, this is what a rebellion looks like, right? We're hidden in a cave, like, we're in a basement. Yeah. T- huddling together to try to talk this out. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> because this is where we can hide. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, it's not this big... And I and I don't think the original trilogy sold that in any way of like, oh, we have this extravagant location here in no, Coruscant with this nice banquet outside. Like, help yourself to some hors d'oeuvres on the way in to the meeting. They're it's, still in the same basement. It was just a little bit more developed. <laughs> yes, You're right? talking about Yavin, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's just... It, I don't know. I feel like they did a good job with the cinematography... With the colors. Mm. With, oh my God, yes. You know what I mean? Dark colors. It was a toned down. It wasn't. But also, Scarif was like gorgeous. Yes. <laughs> We've never really seen tropical in Star Wars before. Yeah. So it was just, that's what I'm saying. It was just so unique in that way yeah. of how it was shot. It's just, yeah. and, and I wish, and it, maybe they will. Maybe they will shoot more like that. Yeah. More movies like that, not so much shows. Although I don't think there's going to be a movie for a while. I, the next movie we know about, I think, is the Rogue Squadron one, and that's a ways down. That's yeah. like what twenty twenty five. I think it's supposed to be twenty three, but that seems ambitious. That seems really short. Yeah, because they just announced that last year. Uh, I think they announced it last year for this year, and it got delayed to twenty twenty three. Yeah, or maybe twenty three delayed to twenty four. But yeah, it's gonna. And be they're gonna go while. through Wedge, right? I think so. Rogue that's Squadron's Rogue gonna Squadron. be about. Yeah. Rogue Squadron will be Wedge Antilles and <laughs> well, I'm ready for that. <laughs> so imagine if they oh. just just give me Top Gun and Star Wars. That's like, what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> that's all I want. It just I want to see them pull maneuvers and X wings. I want to see like what the buttons do. <laughs> I want to see what their hangar is like. I want to see what the break room is like. What at the, the training is like. Yeah, yeah I want to see all that. I yeah, see when it goes. And yeah. they all start running out, and they all know exactly what to do. I want to see some of the behind the scenes of that. I want to see Wedge fighting with his commanding officer, slamming his helmet on the ground. Yeah, dude. I want to know why they have the stupid orange visors <laughs> in the in the helmets for the blast shields. I, th- I guess they're blast shields, or yeah, like um, uh, for like. Uh, I mean, I guess in theory it would be for uh, like some type of HUD. Maybe they have a HUD. Yeah. It's, I mean, whatever it is, it's very 70s, <laughs> but it's fucking awesome. It's iconic. It's yeah. fucking awesome. So, so yeah. So, uh, um, if in the list we're adding Rogue One and Solo, Rogue One would go, I think, before Force Awakens. Uh, Rogue One would go before episode three. Okay. After Force Awakens, before episode three. So, after the first original three movies, so Empire, New Hope, uh, Return of the Jedi, it then goes Rogue Squadron. And then it goes Force Awakens. Got it. And then episode... No. And then Rogue One and then three. No. Then Solo. What? You put Solo that high? Uh, You have to realize how big of a fanboy I am for Han and Chewie. And that that paid off for you? Oh, yes. Cool. That's awesome. Oh, yes. I, I like it. I think that movie deserves more credit than it gets. Solo? Yeah. Solo, I think, was pretty good the the hard part the hardest part about solo in my opinion was the fact that they had you had to you have to fill essentially like on paper you have to fill a young harrison ford do you know how hard that is (laughs) do you know what a young harrison ford looked and acted like i could think of one person Young Harrison Ford. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. You know what I'm saying? Go back and watch any young Harrison Ford movie and be yeah. like, "Cool, we're gonna be able to cast this guy at like this charisma, this look, overflowing with charisma." <laughs> yes. How you you can't do it? Yeah. You just can't fill Harrison Ford's shoes in that role. Yeah. You just. 
I just can't. I've asked uh, my girlfriend who are celebrity crushes, uh, like expecting. Is like, it young Harrison Ford? No, it's Han Solo. It's Han Solo. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, so like Harrison Ford in the 70s. She's like, no, no, no. Han Solo. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. What about like Indiana Jones? Nope. Han Solo. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, so that's, and it's nothing against the, the person who played her, uh, 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 Han Solo. Yeah. I think he did a great job. It's just that that void is it's impossible to do. A it's impossible job. to you. You can't do it. Yeah. It's why nobody else did those roles. Yeah, exactly. Like it's because that's a Harrison he's a, and a he's young a brave, Harrison Ford. Yeah, he's a just brave lad on fire slinging dick. You know, just what? a savage, <laughs> just a fucking savage. What does that sentence mean? <laughs> Sling a dick. You look at a young Harrison Ford, you tell me he's not slinging dick. <laughs> All right. I wish that, that could be the name of this episode, but I don't think that's allowed. <laughs> I'm just saying. It's it it was it was it was an almost unattainable goal. It's the equivalent of saying, uh, I'm gonna have a six pack in a month. Okay. It's just it's an unattainable goal. Yeah. You're not gonna get that. Yeah. You're just you you can't. Yeah. Right. You can try. You can come close, but you just you physically cannot do it. Yeah. Exactly. You know what I mean. It would have to. It would have been a miracle if they found somebody who could accurately play a young Han Solo like a young Harrison Ford, which you just can't do. So, <laughs> with that in mind, I loved it. <laughs> okay. Great. Because I, again, you can't forget, I'm a huge fan. Like they're my favorite characters. Han Solo and Chewbacca are my favorite characters in Star Wars yeah. of all time. The two of them. Yeah. They're my absolute favorite. Um, and then you had Donald Glover crushing it as Lando. Yes, absolutely. Perfect Lando. He yeah. is the perfect Lando currency. He was great. That's a that's a situation where it's like, how do you cast a young Lando? It's like, oh, actually, Donald Glover. <laughs> actually, I think Donald Glover could do it. Yeah, he definitely could pull off the look. But can he pull off? Yeah. you know the the that Billy D. Williams um, charm. Yeah. And he did. Yeah, 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 he was able to do it. Well, well, what do we have here? Yeah, but that's that's another. That was that, that's another. There's something else about Billy D. Williams in that role. Yeah, you know, Billy D. Williams as Lando Calrissian. Granted, we saw him as Lando not so much. I mean, I guess a little bit, being the the suave guy that he is on Cloud yeah. City for the first I don't know five minutes before they walk into Vader and Boba Fett. But it's um, it's. It's there's so much. It's, it's there. There's so much character in that original trilogy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and it's so it, it hard. Did so much new. Like, yeah, so much of that was brand new too. It was just so impactful. You know, it's something that really sweet that it, it just puts a smile on my face every time I think about it. To uh, to take us out of this extremely 100% Star Wars episode, <laughs> <laughs> the uh, Donald Glover's yearbook photo where he's just wearing a shirt that says Star Wars on it, <laughs> like he wore a Star Wars shirt in one of his yearbook photos, and really? then he played Lando Calrissian. Is just like that. It just makes you feel good. Like that's one of those like, hey, maybe not everything is bad. <laughs> Right, there's hope in the world. Yeah, exactly. There's hope in the world. A new hope. Going back to what we said at the last episode, right? Just imagine being Filoni and Favreau. Just you're just the huts, you know. Just <laughs> do, doing what we want, you know. Just 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 creating this universe with our bare hands. Yes. Just we're talking back and forth, and we summon we summon our our servant, <laughs> and we say, "Yes, more Totino's pizza rolls, please." <laughs> I, I can't oh do you know do we know who's involved in uh Rogue Squadron? Yeah, the, from director producer side? Uh director of Wonder Woman. Which one? Both. Same director did Wonder Woman and Wonder Woman 1984. Oh, I was thinking of uh what was that? The old one? Dog shit. No. The Suicide Squad. Justice League. Oh, Justice League. Cuz no. I was like, no, she was in another movie and I was like, oh, right. Yeah, that um, thing. Yeah, her uh, and her dad was, um, she was like an Air Force brat. So her dad was in the Air Force and they would, she moved all around and she's always wanted to make like a Air Force type movie. I really hope they shoot. Patty Jenkins, that's her name. Patty Jenkins. I hope they shoot the the style, the way they they shot it in um, like Force Awakens where I mean, X-Wings were never really glamorized. Yeah. Maybe in A New Hope, because they were very clean looking in A New Hope. They weren't really dirty. Yet. Yet, <laughs> yeah. right? 
but they 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 get real trashed yeah. like dirty wise i feel like uh, i want that rogue i want that uh that rogue one type feel yeah to it yeah you know what i mean they absolutely crushed it in rogue one just that, that just that gritty dark heavy just they're the they're the fly boys and in the and rogue one they're the fly things because there's boys girls there's aliens like things well rogue squadron Not, i'm pretty yeah. sure isn't just a uh uh what is the term not hum- they're not called humans i forget what they're called they're not no no they're they're called something oh god interesting it's not orabesh no i don't know anyways yeah anyways well that's so, book of boba fett i'm excited to take a break from ex- talking exclusively about star wars uh we'll talk about batman next week (laughs) um i was gonna say do you want to talk about batman no we don't have time how about tenet we don't have time oh we have time no we don't i I think we're an hour-long show now i think we need to talk about tenet nope see you next week everybody (laughs) bye bye Uh, oh oh bonk gonk gonk (laughs) gonk